Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to head up on the Edup Experience Podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salustio back here in Orlando, back here in Orlando, Florida. What, how can I be back here? I haven't I haven't left yet. Um, I, You know what? I need a moment. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Let me start that over. Joe Salustio here at Genzabar Jam 2023, Orlando, Florida, Gaylord Palms Resort. Do you hear the buzz? If you hear the buzz in the background, that's because there's lots of people walking around me right now as they experience uh, Genzabar Jam at the user conference here of Genzabar. Uh, we're talking technology. We're talking leadership. We're talking systems integrations. We're talking si implementate everything. We're talking about it all. And one person that's going to talk about it uh, with me, and he's going to talk about it probably more than me because he knows more than I do. Here he is. He's Jeff Elliott. He's Director of Product Management for Genzabar. Jeff, welcome back. Thank you again, Joe. Elvin, great to be back again. Melinda, great to be here with you. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, what I like about um, having guest co-hosts is they don't, they sometimes introduce my guests before I get to say my own <laughs> guest name. We're gonna, I downloaded that, by the way, so I had to find a way to use it. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, your guest today, here she is. She's Melinda Vanell Ryan. She's VP of Student Engagement and University Development at Capital Technology University. Welcome to the microphone. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. I stressed that like Vice President of Student Engagement and University Development, two very different jobs. You do a lot. Can you talk about your role at uh, CapTech? I can talk about the role and what I think integrates the two jobs. Oh, I'd love it. So my team includes most of student services, the registrar, advising, student life, the dean of students, career services, all of those individuals. Um, part of my team as well. So we do all the course development delivery for our mostly online population. And then I have a director of development and I have um, a grant writer. And the key to me is the engagement idea because mm. fundraising requires you to be engaged with individuals, to be building relationships and to maintain that engagement with your alumni. So working in student engagement and university development is really about engaging our constituents in a positive way. Amazing. So basically you do the, uh, basically all of the jobs at the university, it sounds like, uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of everything might, in there. Might be easier to have a list of what she doesn't do. It would be, wouldn't right? it? I think so. Um, so uh, as, as we discussed uh, before, Bradford Sims, your president, Dr. Brad Sims, is a good friend of the podcast, and I've been on his podcast. He's been on our podcast, and he's been a co-host of mine on this podcast. I know a lot about CapTech uh, in the work that you're doing. You have great relationships with the Department of Defense. Um, you you have uh, programs in cybersecurity and artificial intelligence, really staying a step ahead to offering programs in technology. And here you are at a conference talking about technology. How important is something like Genzabar understanding what's going on in the space to how you retain students, how you offer new programs in the entire ecosystem of an institution? Certainly. So our students have a very high expectation for technology and being able to accomplish their work online. Uh, as I said earlier, most of our students are online learners. The majority of our students at this point are graduate students and they're working full time. So we're looking for easy ways to interact with the institution in order to maintain their business with the institution. And so knowing what Genzabar is capable of, 
um, this morning there was talk about adaptability and how mm. that's really important leadership. And that's one of the things I've liked most about working with Jen so far is that the system is adaptable. We, we are looking for ways all the time to maybe use it in ways that weren't intended or out of, outside of what their, their expectations or ideas were in order to make it easier for our students to interact with our, our, our institution and focus really on the education that they're there for. Adaptability is important, isn't it, Jeff? I mean, you oh. guys must focus on this all the time. It's huge, and it and it's interesting. You know, Melinda brings up that example. Um, you know, the pandemic kind of changed things, but but we saw people going online and, and changing ways to pursue education. Uh, and we talked to a lot of users, and I think, Melinda, the keyword you used was engagement, yeah. right? And one of the things that Genzabar has done is we have a communications tool. Uh, a couple of jams ago, we actually had a fake bumper sticker. We were like, why would you get a CRM when you can have engagement across the whole campus? Uh, so <laughs> that was one of the things that we heard very quickly. I said this morning, you know, we, we talk to users a lot and folks like Melinda who are like, yeah, I mean, this, this enrollment CRM does a great job when they're candidates. I need to do the same stuff when they're students, when they're alumni, when they're and I think it's interesting that you wear all those hats, Melinda, because that's what we're seeing on campus more and more is that need to not just singularly identify a person as a student or as an alum or it's everything to you. They're, they're everything. They are, they are your candidates. They are your students. They're students and want to be candidates for a grad program. They are, you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, completely agree. It's absolutely what we're seeing uh, across a lot of our campuses. Uh, for anybody that's listening and you hear that spring getting hit on the microphone, it's Jeff. He talks with his hands. He's been knocking that sucker. You lack discipline. But we're going to work on that. <laughs> We're going to work on that. Too. No, you're doing great, Jeff. I just, you know, I downloaded these things that I yeah, had to find. You've got to use them. I hear you. Um, you do important work. Retaining students is, uh, it's hard. Uh, let's just say it's hard to retain students. It's harder now, I feel like, than it used to be. And it's harder because what used to be, and I said this earlier too, what used to be hidden by, I just can't afford it anymore. That isn't necessarily true. You can't afford it. But now I have mental health concerns or now, um, you know, there's other responsibilities that I have. Maybe my work you have. I know you have a lot of students who are taking tuition benefit from their institutions. They add things, they remove the tuition benefits. So there's a lot uh, in serving adult learners. Can you talk about retention and can you talk about engagement, why that's important? now why it's important to become an alumni because i you know know you're going to come back to that alumni later and how technology helps you do the job so retention is important because really this, that's the student's goal right? right when they join us they plan to earn a degree and helping them achieve their goal is really the entire point of uh, working in higher education for me and for most of my colleagues um, so we work to ensure that students have a clear path from the day they start to the day they finish, that they know they need to take when they're going to be offered. For our adult learners, that they're going to be offered at night or asynchronously on a consistent schedule so that they can um, be certain that they're not going to get stuck in a loop and not be able to finish. Uh, the other thing that we do is we, we have a lot of information from our learning management system, from the, the SIS, so that we can tailor the support we provide to each student. So mm. we know if they're attending class, 
We know if they're logging into the, into the system. We reach out to them to say, what can we do to help you if you're not able to log into the system? And removing obstacles or helping them brainstorm ways to remove those obstacles really helps them to be fully engaged in the educational experience to engage with individuals who are going to support them through that process and make it more likely that they're able to retain through to graduation. And retention isn't really for us just about our traditional undergraduate students, right? right? We have doctoral students who are out there working full-time in high-powered jobs and making it hard for them to register for classes or to know what's next for them in the process makes it less likely that they finish. And that means that they don't finish their goal. The other thing that our students are for us, because we're really this niche boutique institution, is they're our best marketing because they, they go out and they say, I went to Capital Tech and I learned these amazing things there. And I worked with these people who really wanted to see me succeed. And if they're not leaving with that experience, then we're losing an opportunity to reach more students. And and Joe and, and Melinda, what I, what I hear in that, too, is so special and you know, we, we met with someone this morning who is special in a different way. What I hear in that is a depth of engagement that I, I think folks miss the point of sometimes where you're developing family, you're developing those relationships instead of, well, I sent a form letter that said, dear Jeff, that's not really engagement, right? I've, I've got to reach them in a personal way, in a way that is meaningful to them and create that relationship where there's no doubt they're going to stay with you throughout their career because they've had such that spot, that positive experience. Um, and that's one of the things we try to convey to folks, too, is engagement is beyond just new electronic ways to send texts and to send emails and all that. Uh, it's really reaching folks. You know, I, I encourage folks to develop personas of your students because you can send the wrong communication to the wrong student about persistence, you know, and the student is sitting there going, well, I'll come back. I just, I need to earn the money first. Why are you yelling at me that I'm not persisting from turn to I don't to have turn? a bill. Why are they? Exactly. <laughs> so really understand, it sounds like you guys do such a good job with this, really understanding who your students are and really reaching them with a depth of understanding is really what engagement's all about. For me, what we, several years ago, we surveyed our students about using text messaging. And at that time they said, don't text me bland things, right? I don't, I don't wanna know, I actually don't really really know that registration's open and the classes start, only text me things that are really important to me. Yeah, because I'm in the middle of a meeting yeah. and I want my watch to go off and bug me out of my train of thought, right? It's true. A absolutely, and, yep. and I'm busy, and you know, for working adults who maybe also have family commitments, they're being inundated with information about all of the people in their family that they're trying to support as well. So technology for me has finally evolved to a point where we can target those messages better so that I'm not sending you a general message about registration is open, you should think about registering, but to say, I know that you're not yet registered. I know that in order to stay track on your, in your program, you need to take these classes this semester. So now's the time to reach out to advising and to make that happen. And, or, and really that's coming from advising, not from me, right? So that's advising saying, we know, and we want to help you. Let us know how we can help you get that done. Nailed it. How do you balance this job? I mean, there, there's, it's very connected, as you said, but it's also very divergent. You know, I mean, you're going to service student, you've got holistic services for students who are in school, and then you're fundraising essentially for students out of school. The mental 
preparation and shift of please stay to <laughs> serve us, you know, with your dollars and cents. It's different. It's a, you know, are you in there just like, you know, do you, what half of your office is, is the in-school part, half of the office is the out-of-school part and you just walk back and forth? I mean, how does it work? Oh, my calendar is definitely divided between the two roles, right? And Color-coded? Not quite color-coded, <laughs> but there is definitely time blocked off on my calendar for work, right? Because in my position, your calendar can fill with meetings and you don't actually get any meaningful time to think and get work done. No strategy, right? Just all day-to-day. <laughs> -day it's all meetings. <laughs> and so it definitely that my calendar is divided into activities that focus on student services and focus on fundraising. And I'm a Teams user, so I have little task notepads everywhere that tell me what I need to do and how to stay on track. And ultimately, it, it, it has to involve at least a half a cup of trust, mm -hmm. right? Like you just you have to rely on other people too to trust and and understand your, your mission uh, as a leader and all that stuff and help execute that because otherwise... There's no way. There's no way it happens. Half a cup of trust during the workday, maybe a half a cup of something else after the workday. Cheers! Um, but that's up to you. Um, you know, and I ask that because it's hard for me to understand. It would be hard for anybody to understand if you're not immediately doing it because typically, and you know this, higher education will take those roles and separate them. They put, whether it's in silos or work together or departments, you have two people with very different strategies it makes a lot of sense to pull them together because your students who are here now are going to become your donors of the future. But typically the, I think it's maybe because the school is as adaptable as it is that you could pull something like that off. If you're 90,000 students, it might be different. I think that the focus of our president, so he's really, he is very focused on the educational side. Yeah. And so um, that helps me to be able to balance those two things. Uh, the other thing that really, it's not obvious if you're not, if you haven't done fundraising, but fundraising is as dependent on data as supporting students is. You really segmenting your alumni and your potential donors, and you're looking at them through a data lens in order to be as effective in that as possible. You're testing campaigns, just like you are with students when you're testing a communication campaign. So the process is the same. The goal you're reaching for, the outcome is different. But in many ways, the process, it happens along the same lines. You're talking about communication campaigns, talking about segmenting your populations to reach them with the message that's specific to them, and then seeing the benefits from that. You used a keyword, testing. Not everybody tests. But testing is very important, right? A-B split testing, message testing, technology test. It's all about testing to make sure that something works for you. I know that when you bring in um, a vendor, and you said you've been using Genzibar for years and years and years. 20 years, did you say? It's 25. Yeah. We were, we're invited to the 25 celebration yep. this year. This, yep. Wow. I mean, that's pretty incredible. So that says two things about the relationship between school and vendor. Number one, it's strong and you become dependent on each other for a different number of different reasons. If it's working, then it's working. There are a lot of relationships that don't work and you'll see institutions pull the plug, move in a different direction. The fact that you've stayed with together for so long, it becomes a two-way relationship, right? It's not just one way where you're, you're an institution hiring a vendor. The vendor has to be a partner or else you have to find a partner, right? Because you can't do this alone. Jeff no, can't do it. Um, and, and a couple of words we brought up and again, I'll get back to Melinda engagement, right? Um, Joe, you had said silos, 
And mm. I can't tell you how often we get onto a campus and there's just just farm silos everywhere. Yikes! Um, yeah, very much yikes. Um, and it sounds like, you know, in your roles, you've done a great job making sure, you know, we talk about engaging with students. We have to engage with each other on campus too, right? To truly understand what each department is doing. Uh, you know, one of the things we found out with Michelle Way and talking to some of our uh, communications clients is they were sending out as many as 15 to 20 disparate communications moment to the same student, not even realizing it, right? And that story is very prevalent. And I think, Joe, it's the same with Genzabar. You know, we're going to celebrate this year 240 clients that have been with us for 25 years or more. That is it. And that's that incredible, incredible, right? And, and I go back to what keeps me here, why I'm here 23 years is the people. And we may not have always done it perfectly, but we have always aspired to engage with our partners, our partners on campus. It's where I learn what their problems are. It's where sales learns to understand what the challenges are financially, all that stuff. And if we're not engaging with our consumer, right? I hate to use that word, but in the same way Melinda is engaging with her consumers, we're not doing it right. You know, so we can't send out blank letters that say, dear, dear client or dear vent, you know, can't do it. You've got to get that personal engagement, uh, that, that level of understanding with each school. What are your challenges that we can help you meet? Melinda, uh, I, I know so much about your university. I know the personal, and here's the connect, here's some connective tissue. So I work at a university in Missouri and two, uh, we have two doctors that are going back to school right now to get a P their second doctorate. I mean, you know, doctors going back for another PhD in artificial intelligence mm -hmm. at your institution. So I, I know when they applied at CapTech, they had um, everything done within 48 hours. Boom. It was like that. They had everything done. They were applied, admitted, done. They had contacted financial aid. That speed, that ability to serve a student, today's consumer is such an important part, speed. And you have to do it in retention. You have to do it in student engagement. You have to do it mental health. Oh, you know what? We're going to get back to you in a week. You know what? Good luck out there. How important is immediacy for serving students right now? I think students absolutely expect immediacy. Uh, they, they expect to hear from someone within 24 hours or a business day. Now, I, I will tell you honestly, the, the team working with those doctoral student admits, they don't sleep, they live on caffeine. They, they are yep. amazing, they work hard and they work fast. Um, but being able to respond to students quickly, even just to say, I'm working on an answer for you, I'll be back in touch with you is really important so that they feel seen, especially uh, the last session I was, I was in was talking about transactional space, right? Mm -hmm. And when your students are online, they feel a lot of space between you and them, especially if they're sending you an email, they feel like they send something into this box yep. and it, something may or may not this? come yeah. back yeah. out right and so you have to be back in touch with them as within a business day at the latest so that they can get what they need and they can move on because their lives are also moving fast and yeah. they're trying to get something done before they forget about it or before they lose the resiliency to deal with that situation so, uh, we're going to talk uh, and so my dissertation was on social presence and transactional distance within online classrooms. And one of the one of the points and one of my findings, of course, is that um, it breaches psychological contracts. Like we go into a contract when we buy something, 
even if there isn't a contract, there's an expectation of delivery. If we go to work somewhere, we expect benefits and we expect to have good bosses, which of course we don't get all the time, uh, but we expect something in return for something we pay for. That's true in the classroom too. And, and if you breach that, typically when students had the leverage or when institutions had the leverage, the student was just kind of out. You know, the instructor didn't want to hold hours or didn't respond to you. The faculty member didn't respond to you. You were stuck. Now I'm going to take my transfer. I'm going to go hit the transfer. I'm going to get out of here and there's going to be another university down the road that's going to take me and appreciate me more. That is so important that you brought that up because I think it's critical and I think it's critical for vendors too. I yes. think it's for vendors. You, you got to get back to me as the institution. We've seen it the same way. You know, our support team, uh, we used to put out a kind of a default response to a support call that comes in back within 24 hours. And two hours later we get, I haven't heard back from you, right? Because just like Melinda said, and, and that train is, you know, it just keeps rolling down the track. She's got a student pressing her for an answer and she needs Genzabar to give her an answer so she can get back. It's the same thing, right? So yeah. you're absolutely right, Joe. We're we're in that same space as well. And I, I think that's where we're at as a society, right? We need that response. Um, and it's all part of that engagement. It's all part of that. You said it's psychological, right? I'm not just buying a can of Coke and walking away. I'm investing in you. You need to invest in me. And, and that's our relationship with our clients as well. I love it. Melinda, what else do we need to say about Capital Technology University? Open mic. What do you want to tell us about the institution? Anything we should know? Anything you want to celebrate? Celebrate. We'll, we'll be 100 years old in four years. Uh, Excellent. We, we started as a uh, correspondence school. So our first founder had radio technology and he was teaching people how to fix vacuum tube technology via the mail. That's pretty cool. And so then we formed a campus and we had, we've had students on campus at three locations in the Washington DC area since the 1960s. But we're doing online education again, right? Yes. And so we're really back to the roots of our founder and the important part, the difference now is we can make it so much more personal because of the technology that we have. Because, and and really in one way, everyone becoming comfortable with video conferencing was amazing for us because we can easily, a student that's challenged with anything, we can grab them on video conference and show them exactly how to solve their problem. And so it, it's been a huge difference maker for online students to end that it became so stable because yeah. when we started doing online learning in the late 90s the systems weren't stable so it's been an amazing boon for us to have the stability to have the ability to connect with students in that way and be able to make them feel closer to us even if they're in singapore or they're in london or they're on the west coast and um that's nothing that our founder could have accomplished via the mail when he started it. Well, one thing I'm sure of, and that's that these episodes go a whole lot faster than, you know, we sit down and we're like, oh, 20 minutes is a long time. But then we have a couple of questions and the time is gone. It's gone now. And I have to thank my guest co-host. Here he is. He's Jeff Elliott. He's director of product management at Genzabar. He's back for a second time, maybe for a third or fourth. We'll see. We're going we're gonna to try to get him back. Jeff, thanks for being with us. Yeah, Joe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Melinda. Uh, Capital does great stuff, and we're we're so pleased to help be a part of it. So, my guest today, 
your guest today. Here she is. She's amazing. She's Melinda Bennell Ryan. She's VP of Student Engagement in University Development at Capital Technology University. Uh, and the job can't get done without her. Melinda, thanks for being on the mic. Thank you so much. Yeah, not with those hats, right? Not with those hats. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed up.